If you're on the floor, just stay on the floor. You don't have to move. We'll get you up when it's time to go home. Why don't you give it up for the worship team? Didn't they do great? Good job, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Pastor Harvey, let's just put the, leave the buckets at the back on the table. And if you guys want to give, you can give whenever you leave. And uh, let's not worry about the announcements or anything. We weren't going to tell you anything important anyway, so it's okay. Uh, back there uh, will be the buckets. If you want to give, you can give on the app and those kinds of things. And that's just so cool. And it's okay, guys, if we don't get to, to film. I'm not going to take a break because I've only got like seven minutes to preach. So <laughs> it's going to be all right. Alex, we can start recording now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know that uh, what we did right there kind of seems out of the ordinary, but that's, that's normal for me. I just, uh, that's my favorite kind of service. That's a, that's a church service I prefer, but if you have any questions about what happened, you can uh, ask Pastor Randy after the service, and he'll explain it all to you. Let's, uh, Austin, am I missing anything besides the offering? Okay. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Just put your hand on your neighbor. Yeah, literally do it. Put your hand on your neighbor. Nothing figurative about that. Just put your hand on your neighbor and just say, in Jesus' name. name. Whatever the need. need. Lord, Lord, you can do it. it. Amen. Amen. That's a good prayer. That's a good prayer. My friend Dustin, he just got back from this really good conference. And he was sitting on the front row. So I guess whatever he brought back with him rubbed off on me. And uh, so if you want to blame somebody, we'll just blame Dustin and the Holy Spirit tonight for what happened. Uh, take a look at Matthew chapter 5. Oh, this thing's taped to my head. Take a look at Matthew chapter 5. I started uh, last week talking about... Well, I didn't start last week. This is the third part. But uh, I started three weeks ago talking about blessed... And, and last, uh, last time we, we read Matthew chapter 5, uh, verses uh, 13 through 16. And we're going to read it again because I have something else to tell you. So let's read it really quick. This is out of the New King James Bible. Uh, remix. It's the remix version of the King James. New King James. Anyway, bad joke. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its flavor... How shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out, excuse me, and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hidden. Hmm. Nor do they light a, light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all. Everybody say all. Who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Praise be to God. I want to draw special attention to in verse 16, it says, Let your light so shine before men. Anybody ever read the Bible a lot and then you read it one day and you see something that you'd never seen before? Uh, what stood out to me was that Jesus in verse 13 says, you 
are the salt of the earth. And by the way, Jesus is talking to his disciples here. That's who he's talking about. And uh, how many people wanted, wanted to be disciples of Jesus a few weeks ago when I asked? Okay, good. Half of you are still here. Praise God. So um, if we want to be disciples of Jesus, then the Sermon of the Mount is extremely important to us because this is Jesus's, uh, f- this is his sermon that he delivered to his disciples when they went up the, the mountain with him. And he was breaking down the things of the kingdom form in those two chapters. But in verse 13, he says, you are the salt of the earth. But then he changes language in verse 16, and he says, let your light shine. Do you understand that each of you have an individual light to shine? You know, God, Romans chapter 1 says that uh, creation itself... So the created earth and the things in it and the universe, the cosmos itself is able to uh, bear witness of God's eternal power and his divine image. So those that don't believe in him are without excuse. Do you know that God made everything in the universe through the power of his word? He spoke it and so it was. So let's talk about light for a second. You understand that God created light, right? Do you know that light uh, exists in different wavelengths? And the, and, and, and the uh, color of light is determined by its wavelength. That's where we get the, the rainbow from. Anybody remember Roy G. Biv from school? What is it? Red, come on, orange, yellow, green, blue. Thank you. I forgot what the eye was. Let me talk to you about something. There, there's, a, there's only one light of the world. His name is Jesus Christ. But do you know what happens whenever the light hits the structure, let's call it the prism of the church? What happens when the light hits the dwelling place of God known as the church, which is who? Is it the building? Excuse me. So what happens when the light illuminates us? What happens when the light shines upon us as a people? I can tell you what happens. it's, It's the rainbow. Through each one of your lives, God has shown in your heart through the salvation finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And by means of the Holy Spirit, he has given you unique gifts and callings. He's given us a corporate work of being salt and light. How many of you know that there's like 12 naturally occurring edible salts in the world? There's even different type of salt. Did you know that? Did you know all of it tastes salty? Did, did you know all of it will preserve life? Did you know all of it will help heal a wound? All of it will add flavor, but there's different types. Did you know that all light does the same thing? It eliminates darkness and it illuminates a a pathway and it brings warmth and a a sense of direction to people. But do you know that there's different flavors of salt and there's different manifestations of light? We've got some things that we do in common as the people of God, but what I feel the Lord wants to draw attention to us tonight in my next two minutes (laughs) is that you have an individual light to shine. He doesn't say, let your salt flavor the earth, but he does say, let your light. Let me tell you the problem with most Christians. They're a 
yellow light, but they want to be a green light. Let me tell you the problem with most Christians. They're sea salt, but they want to be pink Himalayan salt. Listen, not everybody's cool enough to be pink Himalayan salt. And if you come to my house, we don't have it. It's not our flavor. If your table salt tonight, you'd fit good in my pantry. Who's got pink Himalayan salt at their house? You, those of you that are pink Himalayan salt, you'd fit good in their pantry. Are you following me? Yes. I'm talking really spiritual tonight. This is really deep. This is very, like, you have to have, <laughs> you have to have like a, a doctorate in, you know, saltology. saltology. <laughs> oh, I love it. You gotta have a doctorate in saltology to be able to understand this. Are you listening to me? Yes. Do you wanna know how to do the, words, the world some good? Yes. Shine your light. Yes. Be your flavor. Yes. You know the worst thing that you'll ever be? Is somebody else. You know, when the light hits the structure, and Ephesians says that, I think it's Ephesians, I'll be like Jesus, it is written. That's what he said. You know, Jesus never quoted chapter and verse. He just said, it is written. And people, you know, say, well, you should quote chapter and verse. Well, Jesus didn't do it, so I'm not going to do it. You go figure it out. Uh, it is written that all of us together are being joined as a dwelling place for God. I think it's Ephesians. Is it Ephesians? Thank you. I was right. And when the light, one more time, because you need to pay attention. When the light, who is? Jesus. Jesus, good. Hits the dwelling place of God, which is the world sees what? What do they see? What does the rainbow mean? See, the culture's hijacked it. And, 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 and they're trying to deface it. Why? Because Satan hates it. Because it reminds people of the promises of God. It reminds people of the goodness of God. It reminds people of God not being angry. Does the verse say that it's the uh, wrath of man that works God's righteousness? It says the wrath of man doesn't work the righteousness of God. What does the scripture say causes people to repent? handing them a citation for their sin. We've got a lot of people in the church world today that are moral police. They just write people tickets for their sins. We don't have, we need more people in the church that are spiritual doctors. Not moral police, to write citation for sin. To partner with people in their hurt and say, we can go to the healer together. See, the rainbow represents the goodness of God, the promises of God. It represents the peace of God. It represents, it represents God's position of goodness in regards to this humanity. It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. But if they only see half the rainbow, they'll only see half of how good he is. If they only taste half the salt, 
they'll only taste half of how good he is. Let me read you Romans 3. Sorry, Romans 12, verse 3. This is the connection point for you. Romans 12, starting in verse 3 through 8. New King James, remix version. For I say, through the grace given to me, this is Paul, to everyone who's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. You don't need my faith, church. You need the measure that Christ has given you. Well, if I had faith like Pastor Zach. No, no, if you realized that you had a measure of faith that's been given to you from the Lord and all you need is yours, not mine, you'd shine your light and loose your flavor. But you think you need somebody else's measure of faith. Well, if I could be bold like they're bold, let me tell you something. Real power and real authority only has to whisper to get results. Jesus was asleep when he woke up from when the disciples woke him up and there was a storm in the middle of the sea. He was still sleepy. When's the last time you woke up from a dead sleep and started screaming? You don't, do you? When you wake up, you're still a little bit groggy. Jesus was like, peace be still. (laughs) And we think we got to hoot and holler and do all this ridiculous stuff and be like this person or that person. Just use the measure of faith that Jesus has given you. There's a few of you getting it. I got two more minutes. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. And I have to come back and teach that when I got more than two minutes. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. So you've each been given a measure of faith. And you've been given a particular grace. What did you teach your kids at Christmas time? If they got socks instead of a bike? Did you teach them to throw a fit because they got socks? What did you teach them to do? Now, Grandma Jenkins is coming over to the house. And you know she always buys socks. And this is what you're going to do. When you open up that package of socks, you're going to be thankful and you're going to go hug Grammy. And you can tell her, these are the best pair of socks I've ever had. And if you throw a fit about these socks, it's not going to be good, right? Anybody else heard that or said that? So Jesus has given you a grace. He's given you a gift. I know a lot of people that open up their gift and they say, well, I want what he's got. Socks? I wanted a scooter. Why can't I be the one with a scooter? (laughs) Welcome to what's wrong with the body of Christ. Why don't you be happy with what he gave you? He didn't have to give you nothing. (laughs) And the older I get, I appreciate a good pair of socks. Anybody else but me? (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) Somebody that ain't got socks is going to be happy year round. 
Are you listening to me? Having then gifts differing according to the grace that's given to us. Everybody do this. Say, Jesus, Jesus. thank you you. for my grace. grace. Let us use them. What? The grace given to us. If prophecy, let us prophesy. If socks, wear the socks. (laughs) If scooter, scoot. In proportion to the, oh, sorry, in proportion to our faith or ministry. Let us use it in our ministering. Paul is getting really deep here. He who teaches in teaching. He who exhorts or encourages in encouragement. Check this one out. He who gives with generosity, liberally. Oh my God. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. You might not have a grace gift of mercy if you hate showing most mercy. <laughs> Some people love to show mercy. Anybody thankful for people with the grace gift of mercy? I hang out with a lot of mercy people and I look like a Pharisee compared to some of these people. I'm like, what? You're gonna have mercy? Let me read to you in the, in the message Bible. Praise God, I got two minutes. I'm speaking, I'm speaking to you out of great, out of deep gratitude for all that God has given me. And especially as I have responsibilities in relation to you. Same passage, just message Bible. Living then as every one of you does in pure grace, it's important that you not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. That's the vision he showed us, guys. You don't do anything to qualify to sit at the table. It's his invitation. You're not bringing any goodness to God. We got kids in the house, so I tell you what your best to God really is. It's Bible language too. It's pretty intense. It's important, it's out of the Bible. I wasn't gonna say anything bad. It's important that you not misrepresent yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. God, look how good I am. God, look how good I'm doing. God, look how awesome I am. Is that the way you worship? No, what do we worship? Holy, holy are you, God. You get all the glory, you get all the worship. I can't do anything without you. Apart from you, I can do nothing. Thank you for the socks. Everybody say thank you for the socks. It's important, okay, I read that part. No, God brings it all to you. Man, that's the gospel. That's just the gospel. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by, check this out, is what God is and by what he does for us. I just don't think I'm worthy. He invited you to the king's table. Newsflash, you worthy. You holy. You got the best seat at the table. Why? Because it's the one he gave to you. Well, I want to sit down there. (laughs) Go take your scooter around the corner there. (laughs) By what he does for us, not by what we are and what we do for him. Man. In this way, we're like various parts of the human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. 
The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as part of his body. But as a chopped off finger or cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? So since we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellently formed and marvelously functioning parts in Christ's body, let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves and with each other or trying to be something we aren't. If you preach, just preach God's message, nothing else. If you help, just help. Don't take over. If you teach, stick to your teaching. If you give encouraging guidance, be careful, don't get bossy. If you're put in charge, don't manipulate people. If you're called to give aid to people in distress, keep your eyes open and be quick to respond. If you work with disadvantaged people, don't let yourself get irritated with them or depressed by them. Keep a smile on your face. Everybody say, thank you for my socks. You wanna know what the thief of joy is? Comparison. How can you compare your wavelength of light with somebody else's? The pleasantness of that light is determined by the person that's viewing it. Raise your hand if red's your favorite color. Raise your hand if blue's your favorite color. Notice nobody that raised their hand for red raised their hand for blue. Guess what? You ain't gonna be everybody's cup of tea. (laughs) Say, I know, I'm listening to you tonight. (laughs) I'm okay with it. Listen, raise your hand if green's your favorite color. Raise your hand if indigo's your favorite color. Was that one of them? No, but here's the thing. When we talk about what we like, that's because that's what we like. But let me tell you, God's pleasure isn't in the color. His pleasure is in the fact that he made variety. See, we judge things based upon its pleasantness to us. God judges it based upon, I delight in my creation. Jesus loves the little children. Come on, sing it with me. Children, all the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Say thank you for my socks. Jesus loves you, man. He loves your wavelength of light. He loves your flavor. And guess what? If you'll devote yourself to that wavelength and to that flavor, people will get to experience the only way they can experience God in a unique way through you. You're able to manifest an aspect of who he is that nobody else can. Because an infinite God needs an infinite amount of people to be able to manifest himself. I had something else really good written down. Comparison generates envy and condemnation. When I compare myself to you and you and you and you, I frustrate the divine design of God on my life. It's like a lion wanting to be a hippo. Do you know the lion's always gonna feel disadvantaged? It's gonna feel inadequate if he compares himself to a hippo. You know, if you're a wavelength of red and you're pink Himalayan salt and you compare me to me, I'm probably more violet. How about that? 
I like good kosher salt. I'm just going to go kosher salt. Sea kosher, because they're so kosher, sea salt. Okay, well, I like that one. Let's say you compare yourself to me. You're going to frustrate yourself because try as hard as you want. If you're red, you ain't going to be indigo. And if you're pink Himalayan salt, you ain't turning into kosher sea salt. Welcome to the church at large. People frustrating their divine design because they're too busy comparing themselves to so-and-so or to this person that's got it all together. Let me tell you something. Ain't nobody got it on to get all together. I don't care what you see on Facebook. I don't care about that. I have people come to my office broken. You wouldn't be able to tell it from Facebook. Ain't nobody put how broken they are on Facebook. Do you know all snowflakes, whenever they fall, they make snow? I'm telling you, it's very deep tonight. All the snowflakes fall, they'll make snow. And when you drive by, all snow looks the same, don't you? But do you know that the crystallization of every single snowflake is different? Let me tell you what happens when the church of God descends on a city. It all looks like Jesus, like snow. But the thing about it is each individual divine design and makeup of each individual believer is totally different than the other. But when it comes together, it does one thing. It reflects the perfect being of the Lord Jesus Christ. But guess what? There's a piece of him that won't be seen until you are okay with your socks. Your blessing in the lives of others is as unique as you are. No one can bless like you can. Stand up if you needed to hear this. If you didn't need to hear it, you just sit down. And you're not going to offend me if you don't stand up. I'm fine. Trust me. I'll go preach to somebody else next week anyway. Stand up if you needed to hear this. Everybody put your hand on your heart. Ministry teams, you can come on down. Get on down here. <coughs> say this. Say, no one, no one can, bless can bless the way I, the way I am, designed am designed to bless. bless. I, choose I choose to be my wavelength, my, wavelength. my, flavor, my flavor that was selected by God. Lord Jesus, thank you for the socks. In Jesus, name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give God praise. Hallelujah. Amen.